Today, we're exploring the pleaser. And those of you who really resonated with the episode about resentment may find that you have a very strong uh, self that is a pleaser. So the pleaser is really a, a very early archetype that, or a very early self that we come to bring in, I guess, from like when we're a tiny baby and we're like, wah, wah, wah. And that particular cry gets this kind of response. But if I cry like, that gets a different kind of response. So we need to please others in order for us to get our needs met, our basic primal needs of food, you know, um, the basic baby stuff, cleaning a nappy, comfort, food, love, connection. And so that pleaser is born within us. And the pleaser's greatest fears are really around rejection and abandonment. So a pleaser can have a really strong uh, front, can be really strong at the front of you um, when when you have been abandoned before. When you have experienced big time rejection, the pleaser comes in to please everyone else, make sure that their needs are met so that your needs are met. Except these days, as a 20 something, 30 something, 40 something, 50 something, 60 something, 70 something, whatever, something human adult, as an adult, I should have said instead of all of those dates, as an, or all of those ages, as an adult, we can meet our own needs. We can meet our own needs. We can supply our own food. We can take charge of our connection to self and therefore others. We can make sure we're comfortable. Because what ends up happening when we're in the pleaser place is some level of discomfort within ourselves too, because it's not really our true self. We are not necessarily here just to please others. And if you have a really strong pleaser, there's likely a part of you which is like a, a self-attending part of you or a, a selfish, if you want a, a you know more confronting word, a selfish version of you that is that you have declared as bad. Selfish people are bad because. And so when you're looking around and you're seeing all these people who are just pleasing themselves, you get triggered because you're not pleasing yourself. Because, again, you have made the meaning – of pleasing yourself to be a bad thing because pleasing others is how you validated yourself. So my mother is a chronic pleaser. She just wants everybody to be happy. So all of her time and energy is spent managing the relationships around her to make sure that she's happy. Now, in her, it hasn't necessarily led to resentment of others, but it has caused her a lifetime of anxiety. So this this pleasing aspect doesn't necessarily mean that then you become resentful. It can be 
Uh, you know, it can make you feel really anxious. It can also drive you to do really incredible things in life too, right? Create some really great stuff. But when you come from this place where you're constantly needing to please others or have their acceptance and validation in order to feel okay about yourself, there's a bit of a codependency thing going on, right? You are codependent on the the acceptance, the validation, and approval of others. And when you don't have that, your entire world can fall apart. That is not a fun place to be. You become, you, you form this codependent relationship with the people around you because their happiness, their, um, admiration of you is the thing that drives you rather than it coming from an internal place. So if you're, pleaser is strong, we need to bring it into balance. That pleaser has done a fantastic job for you. It has helped you be accepted by people. It has likely helped you form great friendships and relationships. But there are so many ways it's also not serving you. And it may be that your your self-attender is super strong. Your The selfish aspect of you is super strong and you want to find a balance between the two so that you are, and I'm getting triggered here, right? I'm getting triggered here because I feel like, I, I mean, I feel like I'm kind of both, right? Like I, I do have a tendency to fall into people pleasing sometimes, but I am quite a self-attending person. So when I say, um, you know, I maybe you want to bring in balance, I say, why would you? Because self-attending actually is a good thing. <laughs> because I've made being a pleaser mean something, um, it's, it's a shadow aspect for me because I, I've seen the impact it's had on my mum and I've seen her not realise her dreams because she's been so busy trying to keep everyone happy and protect everyone from their feelings and keep the peace. And so for me, the pleaser has is a kind of shadow aspect. And this is the key to all this work, right? We learn so much about ourselves. The pleaser isn't good and the self-attender bad. The self-attender isn't bad and the pleaser good. It's about balance here. It's about seeing both sides seeing the positive aspects of the pleaser, seeing the positive aspects of the attender, or at least being open to that so that we're not shaming those parts of ourselves. We're not shaming the parts, part of me that feels like it needs acknowledgement. I'm just recognizing it exists. That's enough. So I guess that's the point, right? It's time for you to, or it's time for us just to recognize those parts of us exist. Where is the pleaser within you? Is it serving you or is it a hindrance right now? And on the flip of that, the self-attending side, do you need to take more time for yourself? What can you do to bring these into balance or do they even require balancing? 
This is all such personal work. Not one way is right and one way is wrong. It's so deeply personal. And the key is awareness. Fuck, I'm getting sick of saying it. But it's awareness, not judgment, awareness. So that's it for today. The pleaser and the self-attendant. Until tomorrow, peace out.